Mike Tomlin had a lot to say on Tuesday about where the Steelers have been with the Vikings and where they're about to go play, to play the Titans. Two really big games, one that they've already lost, but one that could get them right back in the contest. But Mike Tomlin also talked about the Steelers' run defense problems, not just with the players they've been missing, but the things that they haven't been doing right. My opinion, that could be the key, fixing the run defense. That brings everything back into the fold for the Steelers and may even be the fact that if they're going to make a playoff run to, to win the division or make one of those last wild card spots, that's the one thing that has to be fixed. Can it be fixed? We'll explore that in our conversation today on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, we are we are here. We can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. And of course, YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Those things really help us out. If you want to help us out even further, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us out. You'll also get a special shout out at the end of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Stance. Don't forget, Stance is the place that believes in the perfect fit that matters more than fitting in. Go to Stance right now to register for an account at Stance.com, and you'll get 50% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, at checkout to apply. More on them later. But we've got to talk about these Pittsburgh Steelers. We also thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. But I want to talk to you guys about what Mike Tomlin had to say in terms of the run game with the Steelers, because he had the, he had a lot to talk about with, you know, they know that they need to be better. They can't allow the real estate that they allowed to, to the Vikings. And a lot of it did come down to alignment problems. And he talked about how, yes, the coaches are owning that and that they are part of it. But a big part of it also, and what he, what he didn't necessarily talk about is just the fact that the Steelers, there's a lot of guys on there that are still figuring out where they're supposed to line up on defense, how they are supposed to interact with different defenses that they face. That's one thing that on a short week was really tough on the Steelers. But now they've had 11 days. They're going to be they, they, they practice. They're going to practice in full pads on Wednesday today that you might be viewing this show. But you're looking at a situation where the Steelers get a chance to rewrite the script on their run defense. A lot of it comes from assignment football, being physical and knowing how, when when to be physical. And really, when you're in the defensive front, it's always being physical. But you lose that aggression. You lose that that sense of I'm going to go in here full full power because I'm in the right spot and I know I'm in the right spot. And you lose that when you're starting to get second guess yourself a lot. Why? Because you're unsure about the situation or there might be a switch that the offense had that caught you off guard. That's where a lot of these young Steelers players are messing up and it's messing up everything else. And truly, I thought Mike Tomlin had some really important parts here to this conversation that really give you some perspective right now as to what is ailing the Steelers defense the most and really the whole Steelers team. He talked about when he was asked about the Steelers rush, rushing defense problems. And right right, right now, by the way, they are the third worst rushing defense in the NFL. They give up 139.5 rushing yards per game. The only teams worse than that are the Chargers and the Texans. Even the Jets are slightly better than the Steelers right now when it comes to stuffing the run. And to me, 
that you look at that, that's never been the Steelers' identity. And when it has when it has become that, they've quickly shifted out of it. And that's why you haven't seen the Steelers really have those struggles. But it's always been a priority for the Steelers. You know, when people talk about Steelers and defense and the history of that, the Steelers have always you know, prided themselves that the first part of being a great defense is stopping the run, force the other team to pass the ball. It's, you know, it's like, it's to me, it's, it's kind of like eating your vegetables before you go on to anything else. If you allow them to just hand the ball off and gain yards at will on you, you're going to have a rough game like you saw against the Vikings, like you saw against the, the Bengals. You have to be able to take that part of their game away force first and force those, force those third and longs. And that's where Mike Tomlin really talked about something that I thought was really interesting about how the Steelers have played. He talked about, you know, one of the reasons that the Steelers don't get all the turnovers this year and don't get all, you know, in their deal, they, they've, only been up on their sack count numbers in a couple games, but they haven't been, you know, the far and out best pass rushing team in the NFL because teams haven't had to drop back into familiar passing settings. They've, they've had to, um, they've been able to sit, to sit there and say, Hey, you know what? We're just going to be able to run the ball here, get to second and five, then the third and two. And then it's the quick pass again. That doesn't let uh, you know, or they continue keep running the ball. But if, even if you go to the air, it's the quick passing game that gets things going for them. And that's when the problems start with the Steelers defense, the Steelers defense, like most great defenses, it needs to be predicated on stopping the run on first and second down. Down, being able to keep them short of the sticks and then force those third and eight, third and 10, third and 12s. And then when you're in those situations, then you can bring the pass rush. The quarterback has to hold on to the ball longer because the receivers got to get, got to have time to get downfield. And that allows the players like TJ Watt, like Alex Highsmith, like Cam Hayward to get after the quarterback. But again, it all starts right there. This is a huge week to, to, try, to try to get that right to. And the Titans are a big part of that because of the way that they play football. We'll get to that in just a bit. But again, this is a really big challenge for the Steelers this year. Without Stephon Tewitt and Tyson Alulu, their defense took a, took a big hit right up the middle. And one, one thing that I talk a lot about with Dale Lawley, one of the Steelers beat writers on from DKPittsburghSports.com. We work a, a lot together on that website. One thing we've talked about for years is that great defenses are often built right up the middle. You think about that 2008 Steelers defense. You had Casey Hampton at the nose, James Ferrier at, at, at inside linebacker, and Troy Polamalu at strong safety. The middle of your defense is, is the most important part because then everything branches out from that. If you control the middle part of the field, you're a lot better. Well, the Steelers... They've got they've got to make a Fitzpatrick in the in the middle of the field back there. They're hoping Devin Bush can be the guy at linebacker that still needs to be that still needs to be seen. Uh, he certainly had a really good first two years, and then this year he's fallen off. We'll see if he bounces back. But the question is, who's going to be you know who can be that presence? And it doesn't have to be just one guy in the on the defensive line. It can be two guys. It was great when it was two guys as far as Cam Hayward and Stephon Dewitt, and three guys when you included a Lulu. But when two those three guys are gone. The Steelers have been pushed to some serious questions, and it got even worse when Isaiah, with Isaiah Bugs not being available. They also lost Carlos Davis for a long time. It's it's been rough, but good news for the Steelers: a lot of those guys are coming back. Mike Tomlin says that he expects Carlos Davis to be available this week. When he spoke on on his on his uh, his day Tuesday, he also said that he said there's a chance for T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith to be, to play this week. Also bringing up Joe, Joe Haig as a potential guy that could come back. J.C. Hassenhauer, two offensive linemen that could come in and really maybe shake things up on the interior of the offensive line that's really been struggling as of late. And both Joe Hayden and Robert Spillane could be back. All of those are assets to the Steelers. And they need to, and especially the defensive players, they need to help the Steelers at least make the trenches a neutral position again because it's been a losing part part 
part of their battles over the last couple over the last couple of weeks, um, save the Ravens game. That has to change. If that changes, how does that impact everything else? We're going to keep talking about that and how it specifically works with the upcoming matchup against the Tennessee Titans right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. But first, I wanted to talk to you guys about On Location, our, our great sponsors On Location with Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Arena. It's less than 100 days away and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl, 50, Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location for more information. We're also brought to you by Stance. Stance was founded in 2009 as an apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. The sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style of self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I fell in love with my stance Wu-Tang socks. They're cozy, they keep me warm, and they bring a positive message because Wu-Tang is for the children. They're my favorite socks without a doubt and high quality and get props. They're high quality and they get props from all my friends when they see them just like I am on this vacation, which is why I'm not in my studio right now. More on that later. Uh, but if you want to get your Wu-Tang socks or any of the other amazing brands that they offer along with their clothing, Stance believes the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. And those that feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com. Get 15% off your first purchase when you do that. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of the life, life less ordinary with Stance. Now back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, you know, we do, we keep it rolling. We do our double ad reads here on the show. Um, again, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also see this is not the normal situation that we have here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. As I explained on the Tuesday episode, we didn't have a Monday episode. I'm out of the country right now on vacation, but I love y'all. So we're going to give you give you guys some more content out here. Now, I will say we will not have a crossover Thursday this week. I'm going to take one more day off because I just I need some time, y'all. I need some time to not have to do sports while I'm out here trying to enjoy my best life. But we will have a Friday episode. We're, we're hoping to get Jenna Harner with that. We will still do our picks and give you final previews for the Steelers-Titans game. So be on the lookout for that. We will be doing that, but just know there probably won't be extra content coming out on Thursday for the Locked On Steelers podcast. But let's talk a little bit about this Steelers-Titans matchup and how it pertains to that run defense problem we were just talking about because the Steelers do need to get better there. And again, it's not just the defensive line. It's also about Devin Bush. It's also about Robert Spillane being back healthy and and, um, and uh, Joe Schobert being better there. I mean, heck, you saw Buddy Johnson getting playing time. I think that's the sign that Steelers are really getting tired of the, of what Joe Schobert hasn't been able to bring them this year. But what? how does this help everything else? Like I talked about before in the first segment, Mike Tomlin addressed, and this, is, this isn't just Mike Tomlin. This is one of those things, and I was talking about this on the Tuesday episode, messages, in football, they often get started with the head coach, passed down to the to the coordinators, passed down to the assistants, to the players, from the, the captains of the players, to the to the vets, to the rookies. That's where a, a lot of this stems from. Is that's been a message from the Steelers locker room. Heck, you can go back to Ryan Shazier's first rookie, his rookie year in the NFL. The Steelers run defense was struggling, 
And you heard him parrot that same exact narrative back in 2014 saying, we got to be better on first and second down, stopping the run. We do that. We force them in the third and long. Our pass rush, pass rush gets to get home against the, against them. That's what has to happen for the Steelers team, and they know it. And it's especially going to be interesting going up against a Titans offense. That kind of bases itself in its ability to keep a balance. Now, that balance had, was shaking was, was shaking in a, in a bad way when Derrick Henry went down, though he is said to be potentially coming back for the end of the season or in the playoffs. The Titans, though, even without him, have maintained as one of the top rushing te teams in the NFL. They're number five in rushing offense with 137.8 yards. So don't go into this game thinking that just because Derrick Henry's not there, they're not going to be able to run the ball. Heck, we've seen the Steelers give up give up big numbers to Alex Collins of the Seahawks and other guys that have, that have, that have played them. I mean, look at the Lions game with the guys that broke out big runs on them. This has to be a game where the Steelers take very seriously in running the ball. And not just running the ball, but what the Titans do based off of that. Matt, uh, excuse me, Ryan Tannehill, not Matt Stafford. I don't know why I thought he, he was in there. But my, Ryan Tannehill has thrown the 10th most play action passes in the NFL. And right now, he has the sixth highest yards per average uh, on passes attempt, uh, or RGC yards per attempt on passes attempted on play action passes with 9.6 yards per play. That's again, six most in the NFL. It's a big part of the identity of who the Titans are on offense. And again, if you stuff the run and you make, you make the, the run itself an, uh, a moot point, and then they, it, it discourages them from calling play action, you're going to make that team a lot more one-dimensional and give yourself better chances to win those matchups. This is where the Steelers can turn things around for the rest of the season. You look at their opponents. The Chiefs are the one opponent that you're probably like, eh, that might not matter. But the Chiefs offense has also been very up and down this season. There's a chance that you might be able to get, get into that game. And if you catch them on a bad week, maybe you hang with them and then find some crazy way to win. But you look at the, the three teams that I think are truly beatable for the Steelers right now. The Titans this week with the way that they've been playing. Yes, they, they shut a team out last week in the Jaguars. But look at the three games before that. They were on the struggle bus. Um, and they didn't exactly look great against the Jaguars either. But then you look at the Browns and you look at the Ravens. Those are two teams that you just saw them on Sunday. They played each other. They did not look good. This is a game where I really think that if you look at the at the way that they play, the Steelers, first that you stop the run, you're going to force Ryan Tannehill. If he calls play action and plays that you know they're not running the ball, that's not going to freeze your safeties up. That'll allow Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Evans to be a little bit more aggressive in their coverage. And that might help you get a little bit further into making big plays. Again, Mike Tomlin talked about this. You stuff the run, it allows your pass rush to get active. It allows you to throw, it forces teams to throw more deep balls and more deep balls in predictable situations. And that gives your guys more chances to intercept passes and to create the plays that turn things over. And again, this is a team we knew going into this season was not going to be some offensive juggernaut. A lot of their offensive success was, might even be predicated based off of their ability to create turnovers. Heck, we saw it in 2019 when Mike Fitzpatrick joined the team when they, when they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. The defense was setting up the offense for, for, for a lot of their scores because they were just at an insane rate forcing turnovers. Those turnovers haven't come this year because why, again, it goes back to the rushing defense. This is a major building block. And yes, the Steelers' offensive line is a huge problem. Ben Roethlisberger has been less of a problem than that. 
But you look at the Steelers' biggest problem, to me, it comes down to not being able to stuff the run. And again, this is on Devin Bush. This is on Joe Schobert. This is on – I will take Cam Hayward out of that equation. He's fighting tooth and nail every single play. He, they, they need to get help around him. But they need guys who are going to be consistent. Montrevious Adams, I think in his two games, he's had some very, very, very good flashes. But he's also had some moments where it's like, uh, okay, not sure, not, not sure if that's going to be a long-term thing that works out. But – you will take that because he's been able to at least be the veteran that can take on double teams and free up your linebackers. But you need to see some form of consistency from guys. And if that means giving them smaller sample sizes, so be it. Make Use a rotation. Isaiah Bugs, if he's back this week, according to Mike Tomlin, see how he fits in there with, his, with, with maybe, you know, he plays 20%. Then Carlos Davis is back. See how he fits in. Maybe he plays another 20%. Then you have Montrevious Adams in there. He plays he plays maybe closer to 30 to 40%. That gives you, and this gives you a rotation where guys, it's like, hey, you're here in these situations, in these times. Lock in, focus, be ready for these potential switches that might knock you off your focus and and so that you're not caught off guard. So every play, you're firing off the ball, you're taking on double teams, you're, you're keeping our linebackers clean, and if you get your one-on-one, you're winning, you're shedding, and you're making the play in the backfield and keeping or making the play at the line of scrimmage, keeping the offense in check. Again, if you do that to this Titans team that is, that is based off of being able to run the ball and using play action to set up Ryan Tannehill, you're going to put yourself in a much better situation to contend with this team moving forward i just i truly see this as an opportunity for the steelers to assert themselves and again they do this you go up against those against some of these other quarterbacks that that, that play off of play action baker mayfield i was talking about that you know uh ryan Tannehill, ryan Tannehill's sixth in yards per uh, yard yards per attempt on play action passes baker mayfield is third so this is a this is a thing that will I apply to that too and we saw this steelers defense they shut down nick chubb the first time they played them and they're coming to pittsburgh this is a real opportunity right now. The Steelers had a long week. They got to rest. They got to lick their wounds on oh, Thursday, you know, Thursday or oh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Mike Tomlin said they're putting the pads on. They're getting back to being physical this week in practice. This is a huge chance to. Uh, this might even be the turning point of the season if they, if they make it. So if you're going, you're sitting there at six six and one. Like I said, you're a half game out of second place in your division, a game and a half out of first place. The Ravens are dealing with injuries all over the place. The Browns are, aren't being a consistent team. The Bengals aren't being a consistent team. And the Steelers haven't been a consistent team. It's all around the AFC North. Nobody's been consistent. But how you solidify yourself is by getting in there and saying, hey, this is where this changes. Will they be able to do it? We'll find that out in just a little bit here with this with this week as they take on the Tennessee Titans. So we'll talk more about that matchup real quick because I also think there's some, there's some important parts here um, to other ways that they can go at the Titans here and, and find matchups that they like. But first, I got to talk to you guys about our great sponsor, Built Bar. Remember, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but not just any candy bar. They also taste like great holiday candy bars because they're filled with so much goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, and amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. But they're high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, healthy and delicious. There's so many flavors. You have a hard time choosing between raspberry, mint brown, and cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brown or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you the extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up to something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa and let it melt a little 
give your beverage a bit of that built bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand because it does get messy. But go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at built.com. Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here, your host, breaking things down. Steelers versus Titans this weekend at Heinz Field. It's a huge one. The Steelers absolutely need it if they want to have any hopes of getting back into this playoff picture in the NFL. But where could they find some help in this game? Where could they attack the Titans? I think that there's another thing that could prove to be useful in the long in the long run here when you look at how um, – uh, how how the how the how the, the Steelers are, were able to get going again late against the Vikings, late against the Ravens, and late against the Chargers, and they're starting to find things in their passing game. They're they're starting to find ways to get the ball to the right guys. They got involved more in Najee Harrison catching the ball. I know he gets a lot of touches, but hey, that's the reason you drafted him. He can do those things. But it, but Deontay Johnson, we've seen him get open. Chase Claypool, if he gets his ever gets his head on straight. Maybe he can be an asset there. But this is where I see an opportunity to. To take to take this team take this team on in the in these next few games, the Ravens. We saw what they were able to do to them in the fourth quarter. The Ravens are one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL, giving up 266 yards in the air per game. The Titans, not far behind them, they're giving up 250.8 on, on yards to the air per game. Now the Browns have been a better passing defense, giving up 215 yards. But we've also seen that they that if the Steelers they can keep that 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 offense in check. This might be your ticket moving forward right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also say, though, the Chiefs also one of the worst passing defenses, though the last, I'd say, five or six weeks, they've been a lot better, but they're still giving up 252 passing yards per game. The Steelers need to trust Ben Roethlisberger in these moments. You thought that you could come in and you thought that you could bring in Matt Canada. His jet sweeps might work. His This this might work over here. That didn't click. And maybe the, maybe there's chances for it to click some, somewhere down the line, maybe next year. I have looked at all 22 film where there are guys running wide open in the middle of the field and Ben Roethlisberger just didn't see them. But it's obvious that at this point, Ben ain't going to get your message. Whatever it is, he ain't going to see it, and you need to find a way that this, if this is the way that it's got to be where he's going to see it because he's calling it, let that be that. James Washington talked about it after the game with the surge at the end there. He said Ben was calling plays. He was keeping the he – was, he was not calling plays, but he was saying, hey, we came out with this package. We went no huddle, so Ben was doing the switches that we are programmed in, and we, we were able to attack them in ways that got the matchups that, that we wanted to see. If ben, if that's the only way that Ben's going to succeed, then you got to let him succeed that way. Is that ideal? No, you'd want your quarterback to be able to to be able to, to go into to get to a game with the way that your offensive coordinator calls it and hit the open receivers that he schemes up. But in that situation, if he's not getting and you're four games left, what else do you have to lose? Now, maybe down the line, if the Steelers draft a quarterback, if they trade for a quarterback, if they sign a quarterback, any one of those things, maybe you deal with that then. But this is crunch time. You had all year to figure this to, to get him to figure this out. He didn't figure it out. Trust him to do that from, from this point out. And if it falls apart, it falls apart. But if it's clear it's not working as is. You saw in the last four, in the last few fourth quarters, they were able to really put up points. I take the Bengals game out because they were getting blown out, and that's a different story. But you saw the games that they were that they were able to come back and win or come back and make close the Chargers, the Ravens, the Vikings, 
all of those were situations where Ben Roethlisberger was like, hey, we got to do this. We got to do this. Let's make this work and let's go. And it won't always work. You can't just I'm not saying this would make them a 30 point offense per game type of type of group, but it can make them a group that makes them a little bit more dangerous. And they can hit on some of those plays early on, setting a different pace and tone for the rest of the game. And again, also give your defense a chance to play. And it doesn't always have to be no huddle that's on the ball and snapping the ball with 30 seconds or 20 seconds left on the play clock. You can be no huddle, keep the other team on the field, and just sit at the line of scrimmage for a long time. Tom Brady did that for, for many years. He would come up on the ball and not let you. He's like, hey, I want this slot cornerback over here to pick on him. Let's keep him on the field. That's something that the Steelers can truly do. And yet these last four opponents, the Chiefs defense, again, been better. But you can really attack the Titans, the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Ravens with that style of offense. And then, you know what? With you know your offense, that, that can help neutralize your offensive line issues. Maybe they figure that out with J.C. Hostenauer and Joe Hay coming back this week. Maybe they get back into the fold and they start to do a little bit better. But maybe that gives them some cover to figure some things out and it not be about them trying to run block all the time. But again, get it to your playmakers. This team, I think that's one of the more underrated things about this roster right now is you got Deontay Johnson, who I think is, has a, is a true number one receiver. Pat Farming, who's going to be, a, I think, a phenomenal tight end in the coming years in the NFL. Najee Harris, who I think will be a phenomenal running back in the coming years of the NFL. And you still got an athletic threat like Chase Claypool. Like I said, he needs to get his head on straight, but you can get the ball to him. You can see the damage that he can do when he's got when he's locked in and ready to go. This is a real opportunity the Steelers face right now. It will be very determining about how this the rest of the season goes right here and how they play on this upcoming Sunday game at Heinz Field when they take on the Tennessee Titans. I'm Chris Carter here for Locked On Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We always appreciate our listeners. Again, apologize for the echo. We're dealing with a little bit of different audio right now because the um, – I'm on, I'm on vacation right now. I'm out of the country. Like I said before, this is not going to be the last episode of the week, but I will be taking off a th- off the Thursday episode. We will have an episode with you with Jenna Horner for Friday just to get you ready for your weekend. So, Steelers fans, hang in there. I know it's been a rough week coming off that Thursday night loss, and it's always rougher because Thursday night losses carry over the whole weekend and then the whole week. But this is a real opportunity this Sunday. I would not count out your team just yet. We'll get you more on that matchup and all the other matchups coming up this weekend right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Be back in your ears and on your screens Friday.